the more interviews you do yourself, the more comfortable you feel. In my opinion, it is easier to teach someone technical stuff than the soft skills. Being an interviewer does not mean we are not stressing out. We stress out. Welcome to People Tech and Other Weirdness, the not-so-serious soft-serve podcast. Here we collect stories from our people about their roles and rules, game-changing decisions, wins, walls, and falls. You'll hear about technologies from those who create them. Let's see who we have on today. Welcome, everybody, uh, to another episode in our series of podcasts when I am aware, actually, I'm meeting with uh, some of the folks from one of our centers of excellence who happen not just to be really great technical folks, but they're also very good communicators. Uh, my name is Kuba Kampinski. I'm a communication expert myself with a passion of stories and anecdotes. I have a feeling we'll have a, a few of them to share today. And I'm joined uh, by Łukasz Boduch. Uh, who is one of our cloud architects. Hi, Wukash, how are you doing? Hi, um, hi, Jakub. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. I'm, uh, I'm fine. How about you? You know. Yeah, not too bad, actually. Working from the office, which is surprising. I wouldn't call it full, but quite a few people um, around. Yeah, um, myself, I work from home, basically. Um, but um, I can see there is a beautiful weather and I'm trying to enjoy it, you know. That's right. Lukash, uh, for the people who are, you know, t- will be tuning in or listening listening to us, uh, would you like to maybe say a few words about yourself? Yes, um, yes, of course. Uh, my name is Lukash Boduch. I am the Google Cloud Architect and um, and a certified Google Cloud Trainer. Um, I love basketball, American football. In fact, I used to play for Cosby Poznan on a wide receiver position. I am also um, a retired bartender. And the most important is that I'm a proud husband and a father. Thanks for that. So everybody who is listening to us uh, today, uh, we're actually with Wukash. We're going to talk about the topic of job interviews. Yes. That's a very, that, that's a very a particular, specific type of an interview. Um, if you're like my mom, when she reads uh, crime stories, uh, she reads the first 10 pages to figure out what's, what's the crime. And then she fast forwards to the last 10 pages. Uh, you can obviously stay with us fast forward, but uh, I think it's a nice idea to listen to all of it because we're going to have different types of stories, anecdotes, questions uh, in between. Ukash, I mentioned at the start that I like stories and anecdotes. Uh, and some time ago, I don't know how it happened, we ended up talking about this special forces guy and, and that story that he Above. shared. Would you mind sharing it with, uh, with our audience? Uh, I think it's an interesting you know, in- introduction to this topic. Yeah, um, so this guy, um, he goes by the name of Naval, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. So he's the ex-Grom uh, soldier. Grom is like this special force in Poland. It's um, one of the best, actually, in the world. And he shared this anecdote about uh, two guys uh, doing pull-ups. And what is interesting, the... The, the plan or actually the task was to do 20 pull-ups that's it so there is this one guy who did 20 pull-ups right away you know he didn't struggle he didn't uh, have any problems or issues it was very easy for him he did those 20 and that's it you know the task is uh, is finished and he's done and then there's the other guy who's struggling he's on his i don't know 12 13 pull-up and then he's struggling he's fighting 
you know, and then at around 17 or 18 pull up, he decided, you know, uh, that it's too much for him. He does not have any more strength. And then Naval says, so which of these guys would you like to have next to you when you go into the mission for a mission, you know, or, or, or which one would you like to basically hire, you know, and right. obviously the second one, because the first one, it was easy for him. He didn't struggle. He didn't do much. He just did his job and that's it. You know, he didn't commit to this as the first one. Basically, the first one was struggling. He was doing all his best, even though it might be and it was too much for him. He did. He, he tried like really hard. Most probably he would spend another days, weeks, months at the gym so he can gain some muscle and next time do those 20 uh, very easily. But what is important over here is the attitude, right? You just don't do your job and that's it. It's, it's important to commit, you know, to not necessarily struggle, struggle, but... Um, but um, perhaps at the end of the day in the IT world, but I think this anecdote translates nicely. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, the idea here is to do your best, you know, to commit to gain knowledge, experience, muscles, uh, you know, whatever they might be, right? Yeah, exactly. And and get better, get better, and and willing to to get better. Basically, that was that was the idea. Uh, quite interesting because the same thing happens when we are interviewing, and we are trying to find someone with whom we would like to work with, you know, who in our opinion, will support us, you know, will grow with us, you know, who will help us grow. This is also important, you know, after all, we are working as a team, you know, and not individuals. Lucas, thank you for that. So let's now switch slightly over to the other side of the fence, right? So I like Put your hat, you know, your hat of a technical interviewer. There might be some folks, you know, listening to us who uh, kind of are stepping up into this role. Maybe they're they're doing this. A lot of people think that interviews, yeah, this is the role of a PM or people in HR. But actually, lots and lots of people in different roles now take part in it. Do you know the, this? Uh, you probably know. I'm guessing you know this film called The Fight Club. Yes. You know <laughs> the first rule of uh, Fight Club? Uh, is I cannot remember. You don't talk about it. Ah, ah, yeah, exactly. You don't talk about it, yeah. I'm just curious. Is there uh, the like something called the first rule of a technical interview, according to you? The first rule about technical interview, don't stress out, basically. As we just discussed, you never know um, who someone is looking for. Uh, maybe you are the proper person, the, the best person, the best fit for that position. This is first thing. Second of all, you know, Technical skills and the, the knowledge and experience is not necessarily the the goal, the golden rule over here. Again, it depends on the position, but there is like a lot of different skills that someone might look for, you know. So um, just never give up on that, you know. Don't cheat. This is like another rule. I've noticed because obviously these days we are doing a lot of online interviews, right? Correct. And um, People tend to look for the answer. They, they like to Google it and they think we don't know. Of course we know. You can, you can see it. You can hear it. So another thing is 
even if you don't get the job, you can treat it as evaluating yourself, Mm -hmm. finding out where you are, what gaps you have. You not necessarily need to, I, I have some friends who are attending different interviews, even though they are not interested in switching or changing the job, they just want to go and see how the process looks like. Yeah, how many pull-ups they can actually do. Exactly, exactly. And and see where they are and what gaps they they have so they can skill up, they can uh, fill this gap, you know, do the reading. And, And also this is a nice experience. The more interviews you do yourself, the more comfortable you feel after all. And when it comes to that one big life-changing interview, you have the knowledge, experience, and confidence. This is the most important thing, being confident. Even if you don't know, you don't have to know everything. It's not possible to know everything. You can be honest with it. You know, I just don't know. I can Google these days, right? I can read it in in the documentation. The idea here is to know more or less uh, have the idea basically about what we are asking or what we are discussing. And Wukash, what would you say about, again, people who are technical interviewers? What would you say? I mean, I'm actually, I'm always curious because, you know, those, uh, those podcasts were talking about communication, right? So my question is, as a technical interviewer, and I'm asking you specifically, and I'm, I'm guessing everybody does things in, in a different way. What are you actually testing? during a technical interview? Yeah, so since this is applying for a job, this interview, it's not necessarily need to be one. These days, there's a whole process Mm -hmm. of of hiring, right? As you mentioned before, there might be different interviews. The first, the pitching one, then uh, an HR one, the technical, there might be even few technical ones. Depending on how complex, I'm guessing. Yes, exactly. How complex, depending on the position. Uh, there might be another ones related to testing the soft skills, the communication skills, the presentation skills. But as a technical person and during the technical interviews, obviously we, I'm checking out the knowledge and experience, the level of that. I'm trying to evaluate how good the person is, how many projects this person has finished maybe or uh, was involved in. But other than that is basically I'm trying to find out how someone is thinking, how this person can resolve issues, how this person can deal with a stress, you know, or with if this person does not know the answer, whether is cheating, you know, Googling, or is just honest. I don't know. And way of thinking and fixing the problems. I might get asked a question that is more about a certain situation and how would you deal with this kind of issue you know you know i i don't like the questions about what is the second word on 200 on page 200 of that book you know and you're, and, not, you're not interested in checking their their knowledge kind of yeah and, so and much of course of course it is important but these days there is so many things so many details you can always go into the documentation and check it out. So this is not necessarily that important. But again, depending on the position, right? Level of English or, or any any other language, depending on, again, on the position is, is mm-hmm. also very, very important, right? If we are going to have consultant that he or she needs to go and talk with stakeholders, with business, 
there is a certain level of English, of communication skills, being assertive or, you know, the soft skills. So this is we, something that I am trying to check as well. After all, and this is also very important, I'm trying to see if this person is a good fit for the whole team. I already know how the team looks like, what kind of people we have who can do what basically, what is the the level of experience of knowledge, what are the things certain people like. And I might be trying to find a person who is that one last missing puzzle, you know. And of course, if talking with that person is, how does it go, you know? Again, after all, we are working in a team. You don't want to have a troublemaker in your team, right? So more, more or less, this, th- those are the things that um, we are trying to, evaluate to find out about the person you know this might be interesting for a lot of people who are listening to us because we're we started off you know talking about technical interviews and then it seems to me that you you wear more than one hat right so you were looking from this position of kind of a manager thinking about this best fit but you were also looking at those communication skills and i think we both know it there's some roles even though they're very technical when this communication you know aspect is maybe as important as the technical one, right? Yeah, um, I mean, if you think about it, even there might not be that much contact with the business, with, with the customer or client or partner, however we call it. And we might have this engineer who's responsible for resolving tickets, incidents and updating the, the tickets. This is also part of communication, right? Yeah. So um, this skill is important and the level of soft skills uh, how good person is with, with that. Because, I mean, if you think about it, in my opinion, it is easier to teach someone technical stuff than the soft skills, right? It could be the case. It could yeah. be the case, yes. At least how easily something comes to the person is when it comes to soft skills is something I'm mentioning. If you have certain level of that, it comes very easy you don't think about it you don't have to think about any using any specific techniques you already know it right and um, also from my experience it is easier to learn technical stuff because technical stuff it's more or less always the same and over here you have to apply different things depending on the other side you know so it's harder you just basically you have to get that knowledge and experience it's not like you're going to read a book or you're going to attend a course or a meeting or workshop and that's it, you know. So I, I would even say that these days for some of the positions, the, the soft skills, the communication presentation skills are actually more required because technical knowledge, you can Google, you can read. Of course, it is very, very important. For example, mm-hmm. for us, for the COE, we don't want to send in a COE, we don't want to send a person who is lacking knowledge and experience, technical knowledge and experience to the customer right to our partner and um, so this is important but again there are also other things other skills that are very important right so there's one kind of more than one thing obviously we're quite limited in our time so i'm trying to be specific with my questions but one of the words that i'm interested in is the word feedback and the whole concept of feedback right so what are the tips or what's the feedback maybe that folks that you interview don't get what is the feedback that we never give for different reasons and you think it might be worthwhile i think the 
uh, getting feedback in certain situations is something that people don't get and they don't get any kind of feedback. Because you were saying, you know, that they come to test themselves, you know, to kind of get that yeah. thing. So, um, But also from the perspective of the company or from the interviewer perspective, right? Like, or maybe from the candidate perspective, I've noticed that sometimes they just get hired never get the not hired and why they are not hired, right? Also, from my experience, there's this one position I applied um, 10 years ago. It was before I, um, at, I mean, around the same time when I was um, hired at IBM. I haven't gotten any reply since, ever since, you know, so I don't know if I got hired or not hired and it's been 10 years already, right? So getting any feedback is crucial. And then once you are providing the feedback, hired, not hired, it's good to know why, because not sufficient knowledge, experience, not knowing certain technology or not sufficient level of, I don't know, English, right? Or Polish or Japanese, whatever. Also, I think we are missing a feedback about gaps. Even if someone is hired, okay, so you have gaps over here and here and here. Recommendations. I recommend reading this book, doing that training, this workshop, or getting that certification. So some it, specific tips, like action yes, items. Exactly, exactly. What are your strengths? Maybe, okay, you should work more on presentation skills, but assertiveness is just outstanding over here. I like how you can solve the problems, how you can think outside of the box, right? Things like that. Uh, recommendation about, okay, maybe you're not hired for this position right now, but if you work hard for another six and 12 months with those recommendations we are giving you, you can still get this job. It's not like we are closing the door. I know people who have applied for a job, didn't get it and work hard for like six or 12 months and then they reapplied and got the job because they got proper feedback because they knew what they want to do and where they are going to you know and they knew the gaps so it was easy okay they were serious right about yes exactly they so they were just okay let me get this and that certification let me uh, do some trainings let me practice at home do my home lab or whatever get that skills and a bit of experience maybe not from on the enterprise level mm -hmm. but um everyone is different right but get any kinds of experience so you can do the dialogue you know we can have the conversation you know at least something some you are at some level so so you can evaluate whether this is a good approach or better approach maybe and um yeah or maybe if someone is not hired for for certain job or certain role, I think we are missing a recommendation for an or proposal rather for any other team. You might not be good fit for us right now, but we have this operations, we have this delivery, we have this R&D. There are different options, right? Yes, sometimes, and it happens. We have this guy, we look at his CV and he's all Azure, for example, all Microsoft, and he gets an interview with us for the Google Cloud position. All right, we don't know. So maybe he's trying to switch the technologies or maybe he's here by mistake. So if we give him a feedback, not hired, 
we might be losing a huge opportunity of hiring an excellent person who has the knowledge experience from maybe different field, but he's great, right? So we can recommend, hey, you're not a good fit for us, maybe later, but inside our team or another team, we have Azure, Microsoft Teams, right? You can, you, you are the best fit there, okay? Or maybe if you don't want to be there, uh, we can recommend you go there and you spend some time with us. This is also a recommendation. You can spend some time like to skill up, to get the knowledge experience. And after six months, you can get and work with us. You know, So th- there, are, there are different approaches. Have I mentioned a recommendation about the certifications and courses, workshops? This is, mm-hmm. this is also important. That we need to remember that, as I mentioned before, if we have a candidate, not necessarily he's... In, 100% interested in getting the job. If you think about companies like, um, I cannot say this word because the assistant will uh, <laughs> will turn on again. But let's, like, let's, uh, let's imagine company X. Right? Yes, company X, company Y. We have those companies and um, people go there just to see how the process looks like, just to test themselves, to get the feedback, right? right. This is important. Oh, yes. They are not going because maybe they they already know that they don't want this job or they're not going to get it because one per thousand people gets it and they are hiring only the best from the best, right? Or maybe this is you, I don't know. There are different approaches depending on, it depends, right? But um, you get there, you go there just to test yourself and to get the feedback. So we need to remember about it. Just don't, and not provide simple feedback like, okay, not hired or hired, right? just be more creative i think at some point we need to think about ourselves like what i would be expecting to get i'm also thinking about you know being on the other side if i personally uh, had an interview for a job let's say i'm not even hired but i can see that people you know made this effort to think about my skills they gave me this feedback who knows maybe i'll actually take it you know on board i'll work on it and then i'll get back to them because they were serious, even though maybe they were not interested for whatever reason, right? They were serious with that, you know? So kind of might be also, you know, getting our food in the door one way or another, maybe for some people. Yes, yes, I agree. I totally agree. And also, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe the roles will switch at some point. This <laughs> <laughs> is a small world at the end. Exactly, exactly. We know that. Is there anything that gets you excited about that process? You know, actually, what is it? Maybe this is something that, that can, you know, um, help other people see this value, you know, in the, uh, in the process. Yes, this is a very good question. First of all, doing interviews, being an interviewer does not mean we are not stressing out. We stress out. I would say even more because it's on us to decide more or less whether we want to work with that person or not. At least we are providing feedback. And so this is first thing, but it's also exciting. Why? Because you have an opportunity to, first of all, meet another person, see this person's points of views, see how this person understands different concepts, different issues, different different things. You can even, that happened to me actually, if you have, let's say, and a project you might ask a question about that project and you can see what that person 
will what kind of information will give you and that might be right. a situation where you start thinking okay maybe i can do it this way you know it's it, it's gonna be better so you, you are learning different ideas different points of views again another thing is you are going to grow at the very beginning i was very very nervous because you, you are getting a lot of different cvs resumes right and you know you can put anything on the paper so you get that resume and it says oh my god this guy is so good and you know what kind of questions i'm gonna ask him so you start preparing yourself that means you are gaining knowledge experience another another kind of experience right because you want to fit that level and basically you don't want to embarrass yourself because you are oh, representing a company research, right? you, you also have to do your homework yes exactly and you are representing a company so if you want to work with a person and that person comes over and sees that an interviewer is asking those silly questions in your mind is like okay the company is all like that right so you don't want to end up in the whole situation in, in this situation where um, based on the level of questions you are asking the whole company is being like judged or, or at least your team right this is a small word so um people exchange information and and news so if someone hears okay this and that company is hiring no don't go there i've been there and this this guy is no 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 it's not it's not good okay we don't want it that's why i would say that um, being an interviewer is more stressing <laughs> you know <laughs> and you know and then you learn because at the beginning it you might find it hard to try to hire someone that is better you know um at least i had it uh, maybe not the problem but um like i don't know how to explain it but you you have to like switch the way you are looking at it oh that's right you you, you want everyone to be better than than you because you are creating a team so you want to have the best people over there and also people can learn from that person you can learn from that person you can get that knowledge and experience from that person right this is this is very crucial but it might not come very easy or it might not come easily at the very beginning you know definitely i mean i think it takes a lot of maturity you know to say this person has amazing skills like you said maybe even on a higher level than mine and at the end of the day i sold myself i pitched myself as an expert as a specialist yeah. Yeah. but um yeah i mean you know having this kind of helicopter view and seeing more than this little pizza slice right right in front of you know right in front of me and like you said this cv very interesting Lucas, thank you for um so many great ideas again if uh, if there's somebody who is a bit like my mom i'm going back to her reading crime stories maybe they've been <laughs> fast forwarding and they're looking at some some kind of tips or recommendations maybe we can you know wrap up with with a few of those for both sides so maybe let's start with you know people who are um, taking part in interviews technical interviews what tips would you give to somebody who's getting ready for their next technical interview okay don't stress out mm -hmm. don't cheat don't google be honest about it be prepared and don't be late please don't be late there was this one or maybe two situations where we had this guy i remember this one guy being late like 15 minutes and after 10 minutes we decided you know 
if this guy cannot, um, at least he has a good reason, you know, uh, and the reason was he didn't have Zoom installed. Come on. And you are hiring, you are trying to to get a position for, for the COE. Come on. It, it's just not professional, you know. But again, there might be different reasons of you uh, being late or trying, you know, we just humans and things happen, right? But not having a Zoom uh, being installed and you already know that you're going to have this this kind of interview. You have a link. You are being asked, please check, please install Zoom, right? Or, or it might be a different different thing. So don't be late. Make sure there is a silence. The, the, there's not the the quality of the connection, the video. It's not it's the, not poor. Aspect, right? Yes, it's because it's impacting the whole interview. If we don't understand your answers, or you don't understand our questions, it's a miscommunication, right? So so we all know that it's not gonna go well, and you're not gonna get this job, basically, right? And another thing about the environments there was this situation where there was a guy applying for the position and we were interviewing him and his daughter started crying like really really hard and for a minute this i mean like mm-hmm. a few seconds is okay then there's a minute and i'm like hey we don't have to do this right now we can take a break or we can reschedule it because this stuff of course this the kid was two year old and the kid was with, with his wife, but it was crying so loud. It was impacting everything. And him as a father, of course, you're not going to focus on the um, on the interview. And uh, so we proposed like three or even four times. Hey, let's reschedule. It's not going anywhere. You know, you cannot focus. It's not going well for you. And after all, you know, the, the result, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to continue. So, okay, if you want to continue, he just went to the different room. Uh, so if you have an interviewer proposing something, you know, just take the offer. Or if you are really willing to continue, then let's do that. So, um, and don't give up. There was this guy, we had an interview face-to-face with him and um, he came over and after first question, he was like, no, I'm not going to get this job. And he was telling us, oh, you're so young. I'm not going to, because this environment, I see so many young people I don't have. Don't be like that. If you're sure you're not going to get this job and you have this kind of attitude, I mean, don't apply for it, right? Don't waste your time and our time. I was telling this guy, this gentleman, hey, you know, this interview is still going. It's in progress. So you still have your chance. We, If we having you here, that means we are interested. So right now, everything is in your hands. So don't give up on that. We started with that, you know. This interview might go in different places, different angles. Mm-hmm. And you might think, oh, yes, I'm going to get it or um, I'm not going to get it. But um, you never know. So just do your best. I think this is, uh, like I would probably say that's the final takeaway. You know, going back to the anecdote we started with, you know, if you're this guy doing the pull-ups or chin-ups or whatever that might be. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it's worth, you know, to go that extra mile and kind of try one more, one more push. And again, from my experience, don't be angry and don't try to prove someone is not good enough. It's not professional. Come on. If it's not good enough, you can always say, hey, that's all from my side. That's all from our side, you know, and um, we will be providing you the feedback. Thank you. Someone will get in touch with you and um, good luck, right? You don't have to 
go this way and and just prove that you are better. This is not professional. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Finishing on a on a positive and professional at the same yes, time. Yes, yes, of course, of course. And again, we also said it that after all, in the future, the um, you might switch the position. So um, <laughs> might experience the same. So right. don't do that. Lukasz, thanks a lot. I have really enjoyed, you know, um, talking to you and uh, learning from your experience. Thank you for being so open. And yeah, I hope people listening to us, tuning in, uh, they've also found bits and pieces interesting and a little bit of food for thought. You know, at the end of the day, these podcasts are a little bit of food for thought. Maybe they're listening to it, you know, on their daily commute, walk, jog, you name it. Something, something to get people thinking, maybe. Uh, or maybe they're just preparing for the interview themselves. Or maybe, actually, <laughs> that's that's a good one, right? Or maybe they're preparing for it and they, they need this little bit of extra TLC, as we call it. Exactly. Have a great day. Thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.